This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vols. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, I'm not going to say, barring yeah, incident. You're gonna say it. I'm not, okay, fine. My name, barring incident, is <laughs> Lyle. No, hang on, I've got it wrong already. My name, as it always <laughs> will be, barring incident, is Lyle Fulton, and I am here with. What I hope will always be Jackie Vores, barring instant. Jackie, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? Great to have you on. I'm good. For those of you who are just listening and not watching on the YouTube, I'm wrapped up in my nice new coat, which I love, and I won't stop wearing now for at least three weeks. There you are. Because <laughs> for those those of our listenership that are not based in the UK or not listening from the UK, it is currently bitterly cold here in the United Kingdom. It is unbelievably cold. It's kind of beast from the east, Mark, what well, must be Mark three or four or five now. I mean, we've had so many sort of really cold bouts of weather over the last few years. But this one is just super surprising because I can't believe looking down at the bottom right hand corner of my computer now it's March it should it, by and large it should be getting warmer by now but yeah it's making it seasonal <laughs> making it seasonal I'm now making it seasonal and also people will now be able to go back and go hang on a minute when was it recorded for those of you out there go hang on when was it recorded compared <laughs> to when it was released doing sort of a bit of Sherlock work and wondering when we're recording these podcasts but we are joined listeners this week by someone who I imagine although we're going to ask our guest about this in due course amongst a lot of other things is coming to us from slightly warmer sunnier climes uh, across the world it is the absolutely brilliant Ksenia from Aptika head of marketing at Aptika Ksenia it's an absolute privilege to have you on the podcast how are you this afternoon I suppose as well another follow-up question is it warm where are you you coming to us from today yes so I'm coming from Cyprus and it's definitely warmer than in Britain I guess (laughs) So, and thanks very much for having me today. And I'm delighted to share our expertise on behalf of Optica for this Friday. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. We're really, really excited to have you on because as we were speaking about before we went live, Aptica, you know, sort of does what it says in the tin, a fantastic name of a company kind of adds in app. But I'm very kind of, I'm coming at this from, you know, a very kind of layman term here. Can you tell us a little bit about Aptica as an organization? And also, as we like to do with guests who come on the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to be head of marketing at Aptica and just a little bit about yourself and your career so far, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, sure. So I guess I start with myself first. So um, initially, my master's degree was devoted to PR and marketing and international field. So from the very beginning, I knew that my professional path uh, would be connected somehow with marketing and PR. And I started my career in another company in Hermitage Group. So doing marketing, but for luxury hotels. So it's a bit different that I'm doing now so the structure is the same I guess so and I brought all my expertise and experience uh, from my previous company to Aptica and it was quite sudden I guess because at a specific moment I realized that I wanted more challenges and my previous career was quite smooth uh, and I just saw that Aptica was hiring and why not? I tried, I applied and here I am talking with you. And Aptica is a great product, really. It's uh, App Analytics. And basically, we have two primary products to, to offer. It's Store Intelligence and Ad Intelligence. So we are suitable for either publishers or game studios 
for investors, for uh, different digital agencies uh, that are seeking for some information insiders, uh, like spying on some other apps. And here we are. So we can provide all data, all creatives running through different networks, all downloads, revenues, so wherever you want. So you just can find all insights. I wanted to come out with a new version of Candy Crush and I wanted to see what Candy Crush was doing and who was downloading Candy Crush. I'd be able to come to you guys and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. you dive into Optica, you see all the figures, you see all the strategies, you see how the market is going on. So what's changing, what new, what soft launches that we see in the market, what new apps actually are there, what big sharps are doing with their new apps, so everything. So you are like, follow the trends and you should be sure that you not miss a thing. It's quite important. Very much so. So you are like the eyes on the market, the eyes on what's successful and what's Sher- Sherlock's, yes. The Sherlock's, I there love There you that. go. The detectives, app detectives. I do love this yeah. idea. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I worry I'm coming up with slogans for you now. App detectives. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I mean, a quick question, because I know Jackie's got a number of questions about your career path so far and also I mean we were speaking before we went live you being a woman in a very kind of still male dominated industry when it comes to app intelligence and working for Aptica as well but just a quick question in terms of you mentioned that you work for Hermitage Group which is a hotel company and then you move into such a kind of technical space and also a hyper not that the hotel space is uncompetitive but a hugely competitive space it's like diverse space with sort of you know statistics figures things like i mean how was the transition from working for you know hermitage group in your sort of previous employment to moving into working for aptica you know did you have to kind of learn on the fly quite quickly or were you already quite well versed in that sort of space and the sort of technological terms and things like that i mean what was the transition like for you honestly it was hard mm. Uh, because you can't compare luxury hotels in Maldives uh, with uh, all these figures of launchers, SDK, and all these weird, difficult words that you have in mobile sphere. But I'm a quick learner, so that's why it wasn't that difficult that I uh, expected initially. So while elaborating some projects and expanding on some projects, I had to learn at the same time, uh, not not to miss anything. And actually, my colleagues are quite nice. They helped me a lot, uh, just trying to teach me some general stuff. And uh, then um, during the conferences for example in Barcelona so I also charted and and I was doing some networking and I got these insights from other partners and it was quite great so now I'm all aware of the situation and what's going on and for me I have now a certain pattern how to do the marketing but of course at the very beginning I was a bit lost but just then step by step you can build up your marketing strategy because marketing everywhere remains the same. I mean, the channels, the initial point, the theory, so that what you actually taught at the university, it can be applicable to all fields. Uh, But the product, just product, it's different. You need just to adjust your knowledge that you just take from the university to your product, and that's it, I guess. It's not that challenging, but at the same time, it is. So I think it's interesting. And you must have felt this. And I see this with graduates that come to me and I say, we're working in technology, we're working in games, we're working in apps, we work with platforms, development platforms and tech. 
and they kind of go, oh, tech, it's scary. And at the end of the day, yeah. you have to kind of dive in, don't you? You, you don't have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and when you dive in, you suddenly get that moment of clarity, which is actually, it isn't that difficult as long as you bear in mind the principles always of what you've already learned, what you already know. Because a lot of it's common sense, isn't it? Yeah, so really marketing is the same in all fields. You have the same channels, networking. It's all about marketing. So if you have good communication skills, you can build up any project for any product. You just need uh, to go there just to talk. Don't be shy. Don't hesitate to reach out to any partners you find uh, relevant. So because just back in Barcelona, I was talking, talking, talking. At the end of the day, I lost my voice because <laughs> I was trying to search for new partners for my project, for Aptica's project. So I was trying to approach uh, these sharks. So of course, I'm quite a sociophobic person. Are you? <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, so I left my comfort zone oh. and I was going there. Just, okay, so I see Rovio. Okay, I see Top Nation. So I should go there. Just, yeah, hi. <laughs> hi, hi, Vincent. So I know that you're <laughs> chief of marketing. So please do some marketing with me. So <laughs> I was like that. Now, this is good because what Ksenia is talking about here is a conference called Games Forum, which I do a lot of work with, with John Speakman, who runs Games Forum. And he just had a conference in Barcelona, which I didn't manage to make this time because... Batuhan went. Passport. It was Batuhan there as well. Batuhan yeah. was there, yes. Yeah. I met him. Don't stop. This My FOMO has just gone <laughs> off the tail. So, so many of my friends and industry friends were at, at in Barcelona and I just, I'm so upset that my passport was stuck in some postal strike somewhere. Anyway, I've got my passport back now, so watch out world. But <laughs> what you were saying was when you were in Barcelona, you were really networking a way to meet as many people. I mean, we're lucky in our industry, the lovely thing about the games industry and the app industry is it's a very welcoming industry. Everybody is interested in everybody else's success. They actually, I think genuinely people want each other to succeed. I found it, even though it's one of the most competitive industries, it's actually one of the friendliest because there are millions of apps and there's a lot of app business to go around. And so you'll have gone out there thinking, oh, I'm associate, I don't like socializing, but I have to. But hopefully when you were there, you'd have found that you'd met some really great people. Yes, and now we're working on some great projects together with people I met there. So it was win-win. Marketing is always about uh win-win situation. So like I have something to offer and the other party also. So has something to offer. So just to increase brand awareness for both brands is great. You just need to find the right solution for that and the right project to into for this integration, I would say. But it's challenging anyways. It is. So what, what attracted you to Aptika then? What made you kind of go, okay, I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to go for this? So it's IT 
field. So for me, it was difficult, all these numbers, because uh, I'm into marketing, into foreign languages. So I have nothing to do with figures and numbers. But now I'm here surrounded by all these data I took from Aptica. And it's great to calculate just the share, the traffic buying share. So my brains are actually working. So I can't say that I was dull or stupid just working for another company. But here... It's another activity and it's great to challenge yourself and just to leave your comfort zone, actually, and just to try something new, whether you could succeed or not. So it's great. And you have so much data to work with. Yeah. So if you dive into Aptica, you see now we have more than 10 million apps there, more than 10 million apps. So both, yes, on Android and iOS. And uh, just back then when I did this report on ad intelligence for 2022, I was immersed actually into data. So just calculating this buying share of every publisher of every advertising. But it's addictive. <laughs> so when you see the data, so, oh my God, I want to calculate that and that. And just, I want to give these insights. And then I got so proud when all this media was sharing our numbers and just put it as a trustworthy source. It, it was really worth it. So all these calculations of my team. So it's great. One more challenge of the marketing, I don't know whether you agree with me or not, you can't track your results. So it's quite difficult to track what you're doing because we're not like sales department. When you seal your deal, okay, you got, you have your sales. It's great. So you have your KPI, you have your bonuses and everything. But what we have in marketing is a bit different because you can't see your results here. So maybe this lead will take you, I don't know, in a year, you will see this uh, signature of this deal or someone will see your article or this webinar in a year, in a month and realize, okay, Aptica is a good tool. So I need maybe to dive deeper and just to buy this product. And when I go to my CEO, so and like, what about the results? Okay, so I have two webinars two more articles, but what about sales? I don't know. So so it's quite hard just to track this funnel, this sales funnel with marketing. And when you have the report, you actually see the result with the numbers. So this media took your numbers. So you are the source. It's great. It's a bit rewarding for me because I need to see the results of my work. It's quite essential and pivotal for me. It is really hard unless you're in sort of very classic performance marketing when you're looking at the you know the number of downloads that you get from an app marketing project or you know the number of hits that you get to a certain page it's very difficult with marketing to to show your results and also especially with PR because PR is about building that reputation for you getting people to see Aptica as a credible source of data for the entire industry, for the world of apps, because it is a global data report that you did that, you know, that in itself is, it, that's immeasurable in terms of value, because you can't say that would be, you know, could I, what could I buy that credibility for? <laughs> what could I buy that reputation for? You can't buy a reputation. You can't pay money for it. So it's very difficult to put a value or a price or a result on it. But at yeah, the end, yeah, yeah, it's all about building perception. And some CEOs are good at understanding that that brand perception, that audience credibility build is super, super important. 
and some are not. And I would argue that the best CEOs in the world and the best CMOs are the ones that really know that there is that slow build, that underlying foundation of credibility. Yeah, marketing is a long-term process. You won't, you you will reap the fruits for sure, but in a long-term perspective. So that's my opinion, and uh, I quite I'm quite happy that I see eye to eye with my boss on that, and uh, we just step by step build up our brand and trying to increase brand awareness in the market in highly competitive markets. So it's just quite challenging. That's very challenging. What about the competition? You're in Europe, you're in Cyprus. Are you seeing competition with come with bigger budgets and deeper pockets from different parts of the world? Mm, of course, so we have two giants. I bet you know know these two giants is Sensor Tower and Data AI. So it's quite impossible to compete with these monsters. Uh, but we are trying to find the right place in our niche. So and uh, try to find our clients because there are many game studios, app studios, investors, uh, digital agencies that maybe don't have uh, this amount of budget or maybe they don't need that amount of products that Sensor Tower and Data AI are offering so here we are so we we are taking this middle segment i would say uh in the market and within that of course also we have uh, this competition but for now i'm trying to put focus on marketing and doing a lot of projects as aptica academy because every like company should have one academy for sure (laughs) so every company yes just to share the expertise and to show that we know the data we can share the reliable information and reliable figures. So go just and buy Aptica, not our competitors, because here we have good Aptica Talk uh, project with these great guys from the industry. So they trust us. They take part in our project. That means something. So I'm just trying to like turn Aptica into a buzzword, I would say. Well, you know what? You stand a really good chance of doing that because from an industry that is dominated by big companies like AppLovin or like Unity, like Data AI, like Sensita, our industry loves the small guy. They get quite passionate about the young pretender and they will get behind people who are going to come in and do a special job for them. And so what are you going to do to sort of build that love for Aptica? Um, so yes, I've already mentioned some projects we are doing about, and I guess Aptica Academy will bring some results. I hope so, uh, because for now we are working on a great project. We are going to have a course on UA, on monetization and on uh, uh, App Store, monetization and App Store optimization. And those studios and I don't know any people who maybe lack some knowledge. They will see Aptica sharing this knowledge. They will register into our academy. We will have this lead and we will try slightly to take this lead by sharing the knowledge, by trying this person to get to know the product. So this person will fall in love with Aptica, uh, not just like these harsh sales tactics with cold calls and everything like, hey, there by Aptica. But no, we offer something valuable. And maybe by doing that, they understand that they need Aptica as they have this knowledge, they have this data. Maybe I need to go for trial just to see what they have more to offer. 
So it's like marketing is being a, a great helper for sales. So yeah. just going hand in hand with our sales department. So by doing that, and the same with Aptica Talks. So if, for example, I invite, now we are working on these interviews with Geek Lab. So for example, they will be sharing their knowledge on that in this interview and talk. Someone will hear, okay, so we know Geek Lab, but what's about Aptica? So what's that? They will go and they check. And maybe they will have this interest and again, we will have their trial and it will be successful. I don't know. It's all about bringing value. Yes. It's about not just saying, come and buy us, we're the best. It's like we have so many other things that make us a good partner for you. And you can take this value for yourself right away and not have to pay us anything. You still get some value out of having a relationship with us. So it's it's all about building that relationship. Yes, first, just get to know Aptica. So we don't push you. So mm. we don't want to sell anything. Just we have this academy. We share the knowledge. We share the expertise of other industry peers. You can read our articles, our reports free of charge. Just enrich yourself and that's it so if you don't like aptica it's okay but of course so it's highly unlikely (laughs) this is what i was going to say this is that this is exactly what i was going to say actually you make a really brilliant point just there and actually what you just said as well and what i love just going back to something i was going to say earlier what i love is the passion and the pride you appear to be taking in your work at Abzica, um, which I think, you know, personally, this is a kind of perspective of mine. Everyone, Jackie and I have spoken about this on previous episodes. Everyone should take pride in what they do and have a passion and enthusiasm for what they do, you know, in, in whatever industry they're working in. But you're so right in what you said earlier on in, in this recording. Because of the nature of Abzica's work and your work as head of marketing with Abzica, you're not going to see, it's not tangibly there in front of you like you're on a stool and someone purchases a product and you see the monetary value as money changes hands physically or in an automated fashion. So you have to have pride and passion in what you do. And you have to know that not only are you bringing the value to your customers prospectively, but you also appreciate the value of what you do because then it doesn't matter if you don't see results for another year, 18 months, two years, you know exactly what it is that you're providing you have a pride and passion in the work you put together and it just i don't know this is not really even a question if i'm being honest Cassini. it's just like something that i noticed earlier on was the how passionate you were about seeing the numbers when they come through and going, <laughs> oh that's brilliant that's amazing because actually i knew this was going to be great a year ago but you know it's obviously great to kind of tangibly see that but you had that belief and that faith in yourself i mean that must be a piece of advice that you give anyone sort of who's looking to move into the space that you find yourself in now as well yeah because the only uh, obstacle that you have it's yourself so just overcome this obstacle believe in yourself and you can do so if you're a great expert and you have the knowledge you can apply this knowledge in every field so because it's just you adjust your knowledge and uh, you can be quite flexible on that and just proving the point of this uh, tangible uh, results and uh, that you need to provide value to the audience. I noticed that in a practical way, just concerning LinkedIn ad, because when I started the marketing, I was just instantly thought of LinkedIn as a channel to generate more leads. And I I was, okay, so it's great social network. So with a lot of professionals, it's easy to set up, you know, the target audience because they, they have a great tool for that. Okay, so I will take some budget on doing the ad just general ad of optica maybe we will generate some leads so it was my hypothesis 
And then I was uh, spending some budget. It's quite expensive to have Ada on LinkedIn, uh, actually. So my expectations were not met. So I was quite upset about that. So, okay, so I have a lot of ads running through the feed. So what's going on? Why we don't have a, like a sales out of that? But then I put myself into the shoes of a user. Okay, so you're scrolling the feed. And just you see, okay, by Aptica, I don't know, we provide great insights. Like Aptica is a complex product. It's not like you decide out of a sudden, okay, so I wake up like in the morning, I need analytics. (laughs) Okay, so I go and buy analytics because I saw somewhere um, just on LinkedIn uh, that Aptica was having some ad. No, so it doesn't work like that. It's my perception and it's how I see the things. Maybe... I'm in a mistake. I don't know. But what I saw by doing the ad, but when I ran the ad on webinars, just generating more registrations for the webinar or for downloading the report, I had a great feedback. So it was actually working because I was offering something. It's not like, okay, Aptica, click the banner and you will be redirected because the bounce rate for this ad was enormous. It's like 90%, 80%. It's devastating. But with the webinars and the reports and the interviews, so something valuable, it's much, much better. So it's again proving the point that you need to offer something to the audience when you are doing the marketing of such a complex product. It's not like buying an apple in the supermarket. Well, that was going to be my next question, actually. I'm really glad you brought that up because the brilliant work that Aptica has been doing, which you've just outlined, and it's brilliant as well, your perception on how to adjust and adapt your marketing strategy as well and how it's okay to do that, right? It's okay to kind of like have a shift in perspective and sort of change your perception and kind of start to mold the way you do things and market your product, as it were, to, to different audiences. The complexity of what you are, marketing though the complexity of what you're offering seems to increase day by day at the moment because you're in a space where technology advances at an exponential rate I mean Jackie and I are well versed in this because I feel like we work with clients on a day-to-day basis who are constantly having to kind of keep up to date on technological advancements and and sort of new tech and new innovations I mean what are the challenges that are facing particular in 2023 because i mean we've got you know all sorts of things like ai and apps you know tech like new tech i mean i can't even articulate it it's that complicated right now on this podcast i mean what are the challenges that are facing the the company as we sort of embark on q2 if you like and beyond as well because it must be both an exciting but also quite daunting prospect to kind of have to kind of adapt to to these new technologies? Well, yeah, so the first challenge, I guess it's a general one, is the recession that we are experiencing in the market in general. So yesterday, I don't know whether you uh, listened to the deconstruction of fund that was the great conference in Turkey, in Istanbul, and some of the talks actually were devoted to recession and how to overcome this recession and how to still try to attract more users, how to low CPI, so all of that. So we all feel that. That's why the budget is shrinking. And it's not only about our products, but it's uh, all about game studios. They're trying to optimize their uh, expenditures. And that's the challenge for us because we are not a primary product. They can survive without us. 
So actually, we're not the essential product that they need. We are not like the uh, attribution product, um, not a mediation, not a network that help to put their traffic for attracting more users. We are analytics tool. So we are some byproduct, I would say. So that's why in the times of crisis, they can live without us. <laughs> so it's sad. But again, that's the challenge. So we need to create additional value of our product to attract our clients, why they need to buy us. Of course, we can offer the analytics, but we need to offer something more than that. That's the challenge number one. Um, the second one, it's the competition. We've already uh, brought uh, this up, but with via marketing, I'm trying to battle uh, all our competitors. <laughs> so, and just to, again, have Optica as a buzzword in the market. So more people, uh, get to know us. It's quite important for me. Then the challenge, not for Aptica, but for me, that's how I can track my results. Because for marketers, I don't know whether Jackie would agree or not, you have this burnout. And just to avoid this burnout at work, you need to see your results. And it's quite a vicious circle because you work a lot. Maybe your result, you, you will reap your results a bit later. But uh, in the meantime, you have your burnout. Of course, I haven't experienced it yet because I've been working like for six months. <laughs> so I'm still enthusiastic about that. But I hope to see my results maybe in the month, in the two, in the three, just to be satisfied with myself. But that's the challenge. It's my personal one, I would say. And the other one also, it's kind of personal, is just to find the perfect equilibrium between my time, the time of my team and new projects. Because you have so many ideas but all these ideas, it's quite time consuming. Yeah. Elaborate everything, expand on everything, communicate with people. Everyone is busy, so busy. So you need to find the right timing to record even the interview or right timing to record the lecture of the expert to go to the conference, just then get back, uh, stay in touch. Yeah, follow so, up. Yeah, preparation for the next one. Yes, it's a, it's a turmoil. And then your letters, they got into junk box. Okay, oh my God. So I go to LinkedIn. So please check if my email is in your spam box because I haven't heard from you in a while. So we need to expand on another project. We need to speed up. So marketing projects are quite large and extensive and uh, you have a lot of parts to include. Mm, so that's why... It might be also a challenge. It's multitasking, burnout, psychological ones, competition, uh, so everything. You're so, smashing but... it. You're smashing it, Ksenia. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to give you just a small pep talk. I mean, not that you need it, but you're smashing it. You're smashing <laughs> the game. It's all good. Every now and again, you just need someone to turn around and go, you're doing great. It's all good. But yeah, no, you are right. I mean, I think everyone, particularly at the start of a year as well. I mean, obviously you say you've been in this position first sort of a slightly small amount of time relative to, to other positions you've been involved in. But, you know, to sort of come in at the time you've come in and then a year to kick off and for it to be such a significant year in that particular industry anyway. I mean, I'm sure Jackie will have a point to make on this as yeah, well. Yeah, but... I think, I think uh, I love to hear you say how there can be so many ideas there can be so many things that you can do and especially if you're under pressure to produce results people look to do a lot of things to produce a lot of results but sometimes we have to manage other people's expectations to say we will do one thing or two things 
but we'll do them really, really well. And once we've got them moving and we've got the results from them, then we will add something else on and then we will layer something else on. The problem I see with a lot of people in marketing is that because of everything that's possible, they race around to get everything done and it all gets a little bit half done rather than being done properly because the temptation is there to feed so many mouths to you know feed your salespeople, feed feed your ceo feed the investors feed the clients there is so in marketing you're in the middle you said turmoil i think that's a great word for it you're in the middle of all of this with a lot of people to serve and a lot to do and the real trick is to do it really well while explaining to everybody around you why you're doing something, what the deliverables are going to be, and ultimately when the next thing is happening. And don't be afraid of a failure. It's quite important because as I brought this up with LinkedIn, LinkedIn. so it was my failure. Maybe I like this expertise. If there is someone among listeners uh, who uh, can give me some advice, I don't know how to run the LinkedIn ad, I would be more than happy to communicate about that. But it was my personal failure and it was at the very beginning of my career at Aptica. So that's why I was pondering why it was happening. So what I was doing wrong. And then while I put like myself into the shoes of a user, I got this understanding. But still, at the very beginning, I perceived it as a failure. And you shouldn't be afraid of that. No, I'm so pleased you shared it because... We all make mistakes. We've just run a LinkedIn campaign for some recruitment work and it was terrible and we couldn't really understand why. And the other thing is people don't understand that algorithms change in platforms like LinkedIn. So once you think you've got it, then something changes and then you've got to relearn it and you've got to try other things. And that's why you have experts just in LinkedIn advertising. And it's tough. Being a marketer is really difficult. Plus, you just mentioned a challenge of the recession. And if you haven't got, you know, a must have product like, you know, like we need to breathe air and drink water. And if, you know, for us, it's not air, water, food, you know, at the moment, we're not going to spend our money on things that aren't those things. It's really hard to become that essential product. And PR is the same. You know, we're in an agency. We're selling a service, but people might not see PR as the one thing that's going to get them the results they need right away. They're going to move towards performance marketing solutions and that kind of thing. But it's your service and our service that are going to set the people on top for when they come out of recession. It's the long tail that we're asking people to think about, which is a really hard thing. To persuade (laughs) that you need us. to think about but also as well just going back to it i mean in terms of your linkedin campaign had it had let's just say hypothetically middling levels of success you might not have had that perception shift right you might not have turned around and put yourself in a position of the user like you've explained so brilliantly you might have gone okay it's gone okay it's not gone necessarily as well as i hoped it would but it's gone well enough that I don't necessarily feel like I have to change anything. Maybe next time we'll we'll alter it ever so slightly. But again, you know, like you brilliantly put there, don't be afraid of mistakes. On the flip side, learn from them. You know, and 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 you that's a brilliant example, a brilliant case study of having learned 
something new. You know, this is something we've mentioned in the podcast before, Jackie and I, you know, always be learning, always be adapting. You know, this is something that now you carry forward. And when you go and run a campaign next for Aptica, you will put yourself in the position of potential consumers, potential clients, potential users. And, you know, I think it's a really, really good piece of advice, brilliantly put in, in the form of an example from yourself. I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with that. Curious. You, you just need to think out of the box and just think as your final consumer, uh, because with such complex product, the sales funnel is a large one. So you never know where you will get your client and you need to try different channels. You need to try different hypotheses because you don't uh, know for sure. Again, it's not like a supermarket. Uh, where you go and just buy the apple. So uh, it's something uh, different and don't be afraid of trying something new. If you fail, it's okay. So there is nothing to be ashamed of or be afraid of. Constantly thinking, Mm. constantly thinking about the task in hand. When I'm talking to new people into PR, I'm always saying to them, don't just take a task and just do it like writing a press release or making a press list. Think why you want to do that. Think what it means to you, what it means to your client, what it means to the journalist that you're writing to. Think it through. And what you're saying, Ksenia, with your job is that you're constantly interrogating the task in hand. How can I do it better? What channels do I need to use? Am I asking the right questions of these channels? Am I giving the right message to the channels? Am I telling them at the right time? There are so many questions to ask. Yeah, absolutely true. right. Absolutely spot on. Let's talk a little bit about Ad Intel, right? What Aptica does. Because you proudly, and I'm going to say proudly because you talked about pride and passion earlier on in the episode, you proudly, before we went live, brandished, and brandished has occasionally a derisory kind of you know atmosphere around it but this is not i don't mean this derisory i mean this brilliantly you proudly brandished all the numbers that you have <laughs> oh uh, yeah at your disposal uh, and as you mentioned earlier in the episode aptica has access to over 10 million apps worldwide it's this huge thing already so far in its trajectory in terms of trends you know we don't talk an awful lot about trend well, we have in the past we don't talk a huge amount about trends and like i've mentioned numerous times in this episode this is a blind spot of mine i have no idea what's going on uh, i've done my research and even then i've gone i don't know what i'm doing here. i've got no idea talk to us about trends in 2023 you must have the overview you Ooh. must know you've, you've got all the answers no pressure you've got all the answers talk to us about sort of what you've been what you've been analyzing recently and, and how things are moving forward how things have been so far in 2023 and, and where things are going well yeah so i've mentioned previously our report on ad intel for 2022 and to my surprise because it was my first report of that scale so the number of advertisers in the market keeps growing so despite all the changes that we uh, actually see in the market so in 2022 we had more than 120,000 advertisers So the number increased by two times in comparison with 2019. So we had around 60,000 advertisers. So you see this tremendous growth. And just right before our episode and the recording of this episode, I checked our data again and I compared January and February of this current year and January and February of the last one. And we already have more creatives generated and more advertisers uh, putting their traffic than the year before. So despite all the crisis stuff, so apps are there 
they're spending money on advertisement, they're spending money on the leads, on attracting more users. So it's a good trend and a lot of new creatives are there. So to analyze and for 2022, we are caught more than 50 million creatives. So, so just imagine how many creatives are tested in the first place. So uh, to no surprise, games are taking the lead as a category, followed by social and shopping uh, apps. So within games, so we see the leaders as casual and puzzles for Android and iOS. So that's the, I mean, in terms of buying share and the number of creatives. And no wonder, and it's quite logical, publishers tend to test more creatives on Android than on iOS because it's cheaper. So, and uh, it's easier, but still these trends are there. And uh, what else? Yeah, for example, if you take one app by the same publisher, uh, you can see, let's say, 10 creatives on iOS and 200 creatives on Android. Well, you see, this is blowing my mind, this. This blows my mind. I mean, because I have friends of mine, uh, you know, this sounds like a very basic outlook, but friends of mine, don't know about you, Jackie, and you can send here as well. Like, basically, every close friend of mine has an iPhone. I don't see that many Android phones around, and yet, clearly from an outlook perspective worldwide it's it's a no contest you know what i mean in terms of oh yeah the, the prices just... associated and, and things like that i mean it's extraordinary i mean again this must be kind of front and center in the analytics you do and the reports you put out that like actually there's an extraordinary disparation between between um, the two platforms. yeah this disparity is there because many publishers they tend to test their creatives on android because it's cheaper Mm. Yeah. So the price for iOS, it's just way higher uh, than the for the install on Android. That's the logic. And it's quite obvious that that's why there is no like, wow, uh, here in this conclusion. But still, the numbers, they're quite aspiring. So despite all this recession we are having and the numbers keep uh, increasing of uh, ad- both advertisers and number of creatives concerning the trends. So it's quite peculiar to notice. I put just um, with my team some best performing creatives of 2022 and some of them, they we also see them in 2023 and they have something in common. First of all, the best performing, uh, the well-performing creatives, they have this sense of drama and relatability. So the user acquisition team, they want to build the creatives to get closer with the audience, to create some story that would resonate with the audience. I don't know whether you're a fan of mobile gaming and you play something, but uh, I bet you saw some ads like, help me, help and save this poor woman and just tap here, install this game because she's in a um, perilous situation. Just please hurry up. Uh, oh, there is a kid. Or, I have no comment on whether this... or not I've uh, played games like that. I have no comment on that. Uh, I refuse to admit whether or not I play games. Okay. Uh, so you can, you, can you, can you can see, yeah, you can <laughs> see these examples by Plerix, for example. So yeah. when you have this drama uh, going on and it resonates with the audience, the second trend is more challenges. The, when the creative has this title, okay, check your IQ, check your brains. Can you do it better? And you see, usually in 
99% the failure. So you see that the user on the other side of the screen couldn't perform this task, just put the puzzle together or something. And like, okay, I can do better. I need to download this game, go through the link and just try to check my IQ and just don't upset the granny. There is a huge trend as well with granny this. Just don't upset the granny. Yes, it's it's quite hilarious, but still. So, and even myself, when I saw the ad, uh, uh, it was the case of Hudoku. It's quite a, a, a popular app now with these creatives. You download, you check. So you have your IQ, <laughs> so it's great. So that's the second brand. The third one is customization. And when you have some makeovers, renovation going, going on, like uh, you have the house, um, you need just to renovate something, to install something. You have this dirty girl, you need just to get her ready for a date. Uh, and you see this creative, okay, I need to download this ad again just to help this girl to make it. Sometimes it's a bit sexist. <laughs> I would say when you see a poor girl, just you need to shave, to brush her, to put the makeup and go, okay, why it's all about girls? So if we're talking about the male dominance or something, but okay, I, I don't want yeah, to point to we need that. to address, by the way. We do need to address it because you're so right. I mean, I see that and I'm like, this why? is problematic. <laughs> yeah, this is troubling. But yeah, no, you're, you're so spot on. I mean, it's interesting that the customization, yeah, continue about the customization because that is a huge thing right now, isn't it? Yes, and it's good also for uh, game play. Uh, when you see the progression and you play just simple match-free game and at, uh, on the side you are renovating the house by using the points you've earned by doing this match-free game. So it's a great for retention, but it's another topic. So just how to gain this retention and LTV. Well, that's number three. Number four, my favorite, fake ads. Uh, I can talk for hours about fake ads because it's mind-blowing how the user acquisition teams and designers, they pull uh, and they integrate fake ads into their strategies because, you know, it got back to, I guess, 2018 with Playrix doing the fake ads, but then we had a lot of complaints. So you could be banned from the stores by doing fake ads. So what they did, they tried to integrate fake ads into actual gameplay by doing onboarding. For example, you don't, okay, you see this fake ad, you download the game because you like the mechanics Usually it's hyper-casual mechanics of the creative. Uh, you see that there is nothing similar to what you've seen actually in the creative. But what they did, they put this mechanic into onboarding phase. So while they're teaching how to use just, okay, so you see that from the first second and the store or while checking your app, they also see that, okay, they have this mechanic, but they don't go into details. And just once you've had this trial of the game, you have the real game, uh, the real mechanics of the game. And like, okay, so, but, but where, where I, I want to save this girl so that I saw in the creative, but here I need to battle someone. I have this weapons. I don't want to do that. So that's great how they integrate into onboarding fake ads. And now fake ads are everywhere in TikTok. So that's another trend. So we see that it's also the trend for the future, the TikTok. And I've recently read uh, a wonderful article by O'Neill, uh, the founder of Mobile Gamer Beast. So he wrote a marvelous article on fake ads in TikTok. If you're interested, you can just have a look. So because it's quite difficult to describe that without showing a real creative how they're doing, but it's like mind games. So they're actually uh, showing you a fake ad, telling you that it's fake ad, but download and check yourself or like, oh, it's fake ad, but it's not fake ad. And like, 
okay, so I'm quite confused. I want to download <laughs> this game and check whether it's fake ad or not. So it sounds like exactly um, the sort of thing I get sucked into. It sounds like 100 yeah. the sort of thing I'd fall for, you know. And I'll, I'll, I'll try and come clean and be like, no, I'm better than that. Yes, and in and TikTok, it's everywhere. And uh, yeah. so they try to prolong this illusion of fake ads, just trying to integrate this fake ad into something. And they borrow, so borrow these mechanics that are running pretty well. And sometimes it's really funny. For example, uh, maybe you know this app, it's quite popular, uh, Save the Dog. So when they just draw the line just to save this poor creature from the bees and it was running pretty well and they borrowed all apps, not all apps, but a lot of apps borrowed these mechanics and integrated into their creatives, just putting the same dog, putting the same bees, but your game has nothing to do with this dog, but still you have it integrated inside your creatives. It's quite peculiar to notice that and some of the apps they even borrow the icon with the dog <laughs> so just to attract okay fake it until you make it yeah. yes just to attract and the same the same audiences and, and yeah, yeah because crazy so your main task of the user acquisition is just to decrease the cpi cost per install and you can do whatever it takes to do that and you don't you don't care uh, about retention because that the other department is dealing with retention so okay so i did my job so you have your users price is quite minuscule for that because they saw this mechanic they like it especially we're talking about hyper casual mechanics so even if your game is casual or mid-core or rpg so you don't care. So fake it until you make it. It's just a perfect uh, motto describing this trend, but it's quite interesting to follow that. Uh, well, yes, that's the main trend, I guess. Um, it's incredible. I mean, I'm going to need to go back and fully reassess how I behave <laughs> when it comes to playing games and interacting with ads in game based on the wisdom and the knowledge you just imparted, because I can now see that this is stuff I fully fall for whenever I'm playing mobile games or whenever I'm on Candy Crush and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I think I can probably do that Sudoku quicker than that person can do it. That's that's 90% of the apps I have on my phone are because of that, because of that style of marketing. So it's incredible. We're going to call it there while I go and reassess my <laughs> app life, my in-app life. Ksenia, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. We didn't even get into the fact that you've been an English language teacher in the past, uh, based on my research, which we'll have I'm to have. I still am. I oh, still am. We'll have to get you back on the podcast to discuss like how you kind of transfer skills across to that, because I'm really intrigued by that as well. It's incredible. And, and all the languages you speak and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. But thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. And um, we'll link everything you've suggested, that article you mentioned, and also we'll provide a link to Aptica as well, which by the way, listeners is aptica.com i believe just head to aptica.com yeah. and you can see what aptica are up to in the space it's really really exciting as they grow and, and sort of have access to an increasing number of apps worldwide it's really really interesting and really exciting the work they're doing uh, t's and c's time listeners typically at the end of every episode aptica obviously i've just mentioned head over to aptica.com to check out all that exciting stuff if you want to get in touch with the podcast you can do so via a number of different channels. We've mentioned LinkedIn a lot already today. You can message Jackie or myself via LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us, info at therestispr.com. Ksenia did that, and look where she is yeah. now. She's on the podcast. There you go. You see, it's as simple as that. You can it's also working. Email us. <laughs> it's, it's working. It's working. It's working, ladies and gents. It's working. It's working. People, yeah. They will people. definitely reply. They will reply. <laughs> I got the go. feedback. There you go. Thank you. We've got live feedback here, listeners. We've got live feedback that this does indeed work. But yeah, you can email us info at the rest is You can also follow us on Twitter at the rest is PR, capital T, capital R, capital I 
capital PR. It really is as simple as that. And if you want to check out what Demozo have been up to, you can head over to demozo.com. And we're also answering emails on info at demozo.com. We'll pick it up every which way you send us an email. We will find a way to get you on the podcast. And also, if you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, get in touch as well. We're very happy to do that and do some research and, and put that out there. Jackie and Ludo. Ludo's joining us now towards the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, Ludo has been getting very twitchy this <laughs> afternoon and he's wanting to make an appearance. Ludo is just well, really excited, as we all are, about Aptica and the work, the brilliant work they're doing in the space. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's, that is as good a feedback as you're going to get, Xenia. Yeah, there you go, from Ludo. Um, but Jackie, same time next week, with or without Ludo? Probably with Ludo. But <laughs> okay. Probably with Ludo, if, if, if this is the time we decide to. We'll leave you listeners to guess what time of day we're recording this. There he is. There he is, looking straight down the camera. Fantastic stuff. But listeners, we will join you next week for another exciting installment of rest is PR. From Ksenia, Jackie, Ludo and myself, thank you so much for listening and it is bye for now.